0: The production of this program is made possible thanks to the support of Odlin Brown, BD Developments, Stem Cell Technologies, and listeners like you. At a press conference at the Woodward's Development, the new Save Our Streets or SOS Public Safety Coalition said, the growing crime, violence, vandalism, and theft crisis is impacting local communities and businesses. The costs associated with addressing security and safety, according to SOS spokesperson Jess Ketchum, are jeopardizing the financial viability of many businesses and threatening their survival. The compounding effects of the rising lawlessness, according to Ketchum, include but are not limited to concerns for the safety of shoppers, concerns for the well-being of staff, and challenges to attract staff. As a result, business leaders and concerned citizens formed the coalition to call for a province-wide, nonpartisan movement to raise awareness of the issues and the costs that are passed on to families, because ultimately, that's who pays the price. The coalition has developed a 10-point plan demanding actions from government to fulfill its responsibility to address an entire suite of issues related to the current levels of crime, violence, and fear. I invited Jess Ketchum of SOS to join me for a conversation that matters about ways to combat crime and lawlessness.
1: Jess, welcome. Thanks, Sue. thanks very much for having me. It's really bad out there, isn't it? It is, and when you say out there, it's, um, it's everywhere. It's province-wide, it's across the country, it's North America. I mean, it's really a, a sad state of affairs, but you have to start Somewhere in your in, own community in your own community. And yeah. so that's that's what we're trying to
0: do So tell me about SOS uh, Like what are the different components the different uh, I guess elements of the community that are part of this coalition?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, um, it's important to understand that it's not just business um, uh, It really was initiated uh, on on the backs of some discussions with um, uh, concerned citizen groups from different communities in BC, and uh, uh, recognizing that they they needed additional support, they were interested in, in working with uh, the business community who had resources. Uh, it wasn't just business that was being threatened, it was community safety, neighborhood safety, um, people going into stores, people um, with their families in parks. and. A real problem. So um, we came together. We decided that um, uh, it needed to be province wide. It needed to be business and and community. And we started talking to others. And it basically erupted, stew. It was a, it was really quite amazing. This has only been the last you know three or four months mm-hmm. that we started talking about um, the concept. We now have over sixty organizations from around BC. We then have three working groups. Um, uh, communications working group, a, a research working group, and a, um, a government relations working group, um, that um, uh, their membership is, consists of uh, pros, real professionals from the membership. Uh, and as you can imagine, we have, uh, we have some highly experienced people uh, available to us on a, on a um, uh, volunteer basis as a result. So we've brought them together and we've talked about how we can, how we can move this thing forward. But you know, the, the problem is that I refer to it often as a coalition of the frustrated, because it, really, I mean, how often, have, you talk about conversations that matter, how often have we had this conversation about what's happening in our, in our streets, what's happening in our communities, and getting the sense that we can't seem to do anything about it.
0: The production of this program is made possible thanks to the support of Odlin Brown, BD Developments, Stem Cell Technologies, and listeners like you. What has suddenly, and I see it visibly, started to change public opinion about uh, an attitude towards the so-called humanitarian approach that we were taking. Uh, towards people who were repeat offenders, or who were suffering with uh, substance abuse or mental health, something changed. What do you think that tipping point well, was,
1: Stu? I think I think that that first of all, you mentioned those specific policies or programs. Uh, I think the public have gotten to the point where they they look at that, they say it's like playing whack-a-mole. I mean, you, we have these these um, uh, Policies and programs of government that create great debate. So, whether it's safe supply or decriminalization or or judicial reform or more police uh, resources, uh, fixing SROs, whatever it might be, it seems that you get into these great debates between the humanitarian and and those that consider not so much, and and. Uh, when you look at the end results, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah. And you and I have experienced it right here in our hometown, um, where you see it all the, every day, and it's just getting worse. And you know, I I want to go back in time a bit when I say that we've had this conversation so often. Um, you know, it was two thousand when. Our mutual friend, Mayor Philip Owen, right, um, initiated or announced or proposed the Four Pillars Project, and that was prevention, enforcement, um, recovery, and, harm reduction, um, harm reduction. Right. So when you sit, you move forward, and you think, okay, those four pillars. Obviously, we don't have enough pillars. <laughs> we need a bunch more pillars because we have more issues today than we had back then. Uh, quite a few more because, of the, because it's been let go for so long. So back in those days, I mean, um, there were um, 1,654 uh, uh, illicit drug overdose deaths in British Columbia between 2002 and 2010. So he announced- over an eight year period. Over an eight year period, we'll have more this year. In one year. One year, we'll have more this year than over those eight years after Philip introduced the Four Pillars program. So then you leap forward to 2016 and the province introduced a public health emergency. Now, I don't know about you, but emergencies to me mean now. You need to fix it now. mobilize. You mobilize. You need to fix it now. Lots of really good, highly intelligent, well-meaning people within government have, have tried working away at that. But um, I know that in, in 2016, there was 922 overdose, overdose deaths in British Columbia in 2016 in 23, there were 2300 last year in 22.
0: Well, Troy Clifford, who is the president of the paramedics and dispatchers unit says, his members are dealing with eight overdose deaths every single day, every it's, single day. Yeah,
1: it's just, it, it's, it's. I was gonna say it's criminal. Well, it is criminal and um, uh, it's so unfortunate. And these, These people, um, I mean, we see them on our streets, Uh, they're sick, they need to be taken care of. And still, you know, I keep thinking of the overall issue of crime and violence in our neighborhoods, in our streets, in our towns, in our communities. And I think this is a very oversimplistic way of looking at it. But if you were able to take the people who were um, mentally challenged, who had real mental problems and took them off the street, And if you took the people who were addicted to illicit drugs and took them off the street, your crime and violence would dissipate something incredible. I mean, Uh, it would go down uh, so very much. Okay, Okay, but Jess, you remind me of the
0: fact that a whole bunch of really well-intentioned people going back to the 1980s said, no, 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 you can't uh, house these people. Uh, That's inhumane. That's unkind to them. Right. Uh, and so we shut down those very facilities that were designed to give them a safe place to be. Right. And we
1: sent them supposedly back to their communities with no support. Right. So Stu, you're a business person. You know that if you make a mistake, the best thing you can do about it is stop, change it, and get back on track. Right. And I think a mistake was made back then. I think mm-hmm. people who were involved in making those decisions back then recognize today that it was a mistake. So SOS, as a as a strategic core strategy, is saying, "Look, we're not going to be prescriptive. We don't have the the um, uh, expertise. We don't have the um, resources. We don't have the you know the people who have been dealing with these issues forever." What we do is we recognize the problem. So we're saying the government, you have the expertise. You have lots of really smart people. You have well-meaning people, for sure. You also have the financial resources because as taxpayers, we give them to you. And what you do have that we don't, you have the responsibility. Mm -hmm. You have the responsibility. So we're saying to government, we're not being critical. We're not telling you how to do it we're saying, here's how we're going to measure the success of mm-hmm. these programs. And Isn't we're- Isn't that called accountability? It's called accountability. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> again, we're not, we're not doing this in a threatening way to government, and by the way, it's a government at all levels. It's not just, you know, people assume that we're focused on the provincial government, but you know, when oh, you're dealing no. with judicial issues, um, policing, there are lots of issues, both municipally and federally as well.
0: Well, Douglas Todd, in a conversation that I had with him earlier this year, said, "This is a wicked problem, mm-hmm. meaning there is no uh, straightforward answer, but it right. takes a remarkably determined and coordinated effort."
1: Correct. Right. Yeah. Steve, you know that I was involved with government um, uh, years, many years ago now, but I was in Victoria for six years. Um, I know that as as issues rise up the priority ladder as issues become more and more publicly um, uh, Unacceptable? Uh, talked about. Talked about. Yeah. Uh, when people are having conversations about these issues around their dinner tables, it becomes more apparent to government that they have to do something about it, but they also have an opportunity to do something about it because they're they're then given license to whether, whether they have to spend money, more money on the issues or if they have to spend more time, resources, create a new ministry, do whatever. And I'd argue about having to spend more money, quite frankly, I think there's lots of money in the system. However, you know, that's, up, that's up to them. So mm-hmm. as, the, as the awareness level rises, it gives license to government to do more. And mm-hmm. so I say that an SOS says, that we're gonna raise the level of awareness of the issues around British Columbia, of the costs of those issues to the public. I mean, I can, I can show you a documentation that we're working on right now, Stu, that says that the cost of living for an average family in BC as a result of the crime and violence is $500 a year. Per family? Per family. Now that's significant. Now, we talk about um, uh, mortgage rates, and we talk about inflation rates, and we talk about uh, grocery costs, all those things, but you don't stop to think about, well, you know, Save on Foods, member of our coalition, 7 Eleven, member of our coalition, London um, uh, Drugs, drugs, and the drugs yeah. member of our coalition, Rexall Drugs, member of our Lululemon, member of our coalition. You think about the expense that they've had to go to for security, and the losses they've suffered as a result of of shoplifting, organized by organized crime, Mm -hmm. by the way, uh, that they have to try to recoup those dollars from their customer. Well, they have to stay in business. They have to stay in business. So prices go up, cost of living goes up, and people, you know, we don't think about that that much. Well, then there's all the other additional costs
0: that don't necessarily get factored into uh, products that you're buying, but there's the cost of law enforcement, there's a cost of confinement, there's a cost to the medical system. The costs are everywhere, and so I would contend that the cost of the average family far exceeds $500 a year.
1: Yeah and, and, and we're doing some research um, uh, to try to determine some of those some of those costs because I think it's important that people realize the facts mm-hmm. and somebody's got to give them the facts and, and so we're, we're trying to do that we're, we're getting some expertise involved criminologists and others to, uh, to help us with that and <clears throat> we want to uh, first of all establish um, three or four key data points that we can use as KPIs, as as key um, 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 performance measures. And so if we had three or four hard data points um, uh, that's province-wide, that would be very helpful. Then we'll we'll have two other forms of of, um, uh, KPIs, one being public opinion, Uh, again, province-wide. You can imagine doing the same um, study good sample province-wide same questions every quarter find out how people feel in their communities as to whether or not they feel that crime is going up or down or whether it's um, um, whether they they feel safe in their communities whether that's going up or down and and then with business yeah. to do a survey with with business as to what they're experiencing as well. So we have those data points, those key measurements that we'll be able to say to the government, here's how we're gonna measure how we are gonna be successful in solving these issues and um, see where that goes. What's the response been? Um, Well, first of all, the response from the community has been overwhelmingly good. I mean, um, it's been thankfully, you know somebody's trying to do something and, and it's not just the same. It's, it's not just talking about decriminalization, safe supply, SROs, you know. It's um, that something different is going to be tried. And I think people are ready for that. From government, we've had a number of responses from various levels of government, I have nothing from the federal government as yet. But, you know, <clears throat> they're in Ottawa. Um, but we've only just launched, to be fair. I mean, um, um, and um, people are get, becoming familiar with uh, with who we are, and what we are, and I think they're they're taken back when they realize um, the uh, uh, how how fast this has grown, how big it is. That mm-hmm. these are sixty organizations from around the province that you know are are, are, uh, are incredible organizations in the community and are all in it for the right reason. They just want to see the problem fixed.
0: The production of this program is made possible thanks to the support of Audlin Brown, BD Developments, Stem Cell Technologies, and listeners like you. Do you get any encouragement from the language from the Premier lately? Because he has uh, clearly started to move away from being as magnanimous, let's say, and and has uh, raised the, the point, uh, you can't tell me what we're seeing on the streets right now is humane, because it's not.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's cause for encouragement. I think it, yeah. it is. It's cause for optimism. Um, I think that uh, no politician um, uh, in Victoria today is more experienced with it than he does. None. <laughs> and um, so, um, but where, I, where, where we come from is that um, uh, he is in government today. He has, the, he has the levers of power. He has the ability to do what he thinks is right when it comes to solving these issues. Uh, the opposition is the opposition. So that they get to criticize whatever it is that he does. Yeah. And they also have the opportunity to put ideas forward on how to solve these issues. So the government, uh, if they put ideas forward they better put them into play they better implement right and where the opposition doesn't have to do that so you have to you have to weigh those things one is a promise and the other is um, uh, in government today and they have to act well then he
0: also has uh, jurisdictional challenges as well we know that he was uh, really unhappy with the uh, the uh, the wording in the criminal code now that doesn't address issues with repeat offenders. It looked like there was maybe going to be some movement on that.
1: Then the legislation died. Oh. And I, I'd suggest to you that that might be an area where uh, groups like Save Our Streets um, can have some influence. So, you know, what, what we don't want to see is one level of government pointing fingers at the other level of government and saying we can't fix this because they won't do X, Y, or Z. Um, that doesn't work. I mean, no. it just doesn't work. It doesn't help anybody. So I understand that in some terms it's a reality, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is if the provincial government can't get the federal government to do something, well, fix it. Shame or on Or become there.
0: creative and come up
1: with another come way. Come on. right? Yeah. That's your job. You have inter- interprovincial staff that are bright people. Get them to fix that problem. But maybe... Um, uh, we and other citizen groups can, again, raise the level of, of demand for change. And when, when the public are raising the level of demand for change, governments will pay attention, especially when you're in an election cycle.
0: So how important is it that the rest of us give a damn about this and speak up? Because if we don't speak up or give a damn, then we've given up hope.
1: Yeah, well, we can't give up hope because uh, we all have a responsibility to fix these things. Uh, the people that we see out there who are who are uh, mentally challenged and don't seem to be able to get help, the people out there who are addicted and can't seem to find their way, uh, we need to help them. That's yes, we do. <laughs> that, that's being humane. Yeah, we need yeah. to help them. And so um, uh, we have to understand the criminal elements play in this as well. And, but we have a lot of sick people that criminals are preying on. Right now we have uh, drug addicts going into stores with shopping lists given to them by the criminal element. To actually steal this stuff, high-value products from stores, and take them back for resale. Yeah, and all the all the person that's doing the shoplifting is doing is trying to feed their habit. Feed their habit. It's just you know it's it's um, um, well it's easy to get passionate around issues like this, and and I find that um, when we talk to other people like yourself. Everybody feels the same way. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to do something different. So, you know, <clears throat> was it Einstein that said to do things over and over the same way and expecting different results Insanity. Well, Somebody said that. Well, I
0: wish you great success, and I uh, encourage anybody who has an interest in supporting you to reach out to the SOS Coalition.
1: Can I give you an email address? So people, yep. people certainly can reach out to, out to us. Um, um, info at Save Our Streets. Ca. Uh, info at saveourstreets.ca website will be up shortly um, and it'll be uh, saveourstreets.ca as well and um, uh, you can join with us uh, doesn't cost anything as long as you have a shared concern over what's happening in our society and wanting to actually see improvements made and something done about it. Thank you Josh Thanks Sue. Thank you for listening and please
0: visit Conversationsthatmatter.ca and become a subscriber. And thank you to Auden Brown, AD Developments and Stem Cell Technologies for their support.